such a simple habit, just carrying around a water bottle. <laughs> like, that's how you drink more water. And I was always a person, I never drink water. Right. Like, I remember one time I told Jimmy, <laughs> I remember one time I told him, I was like, Jimmy, I haven't drinking water in a month. <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> He's like, you wouldn't be alive. And I was like, I'm serious, I haven't. I think, I, you I think, think I've just, just had like Dr. Pepper yeah, and Baja and Yeah, do you think you get water from like fruit? Well, coffee, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> you know, coffee every yeah. day. Yeah. This, this was years Diluted ago. Diluted water. <laughs> yeah. That's quite literally mud water. Have you seen mud water? But you were drinking actual <laughs> mud water because it's just the water. But no, well, mud water is like some fucking like mushroom coffee. Some bullshit. Yeah. Some new uh, powdered. Uh, Dude, something about that type of branding like mud water or there's like... Um, charcoal toothpaste <laughs> yeah. or charcoal soap or just like i don't know just like something like saw about charcoal coffee the other day with all these like vitamins in it and what people didn't realize i guess charcoal can negate certain medications that people take and oh. so people have been drinking this fucking like charcoal chai latte thingy <laughs> and they've if they're taking like i don't know maybe blood medication or like high blood pr- pressure or even i think Maybe it was SSRIs. I don't know. It was some oh. type of medication that it completely just like negates it. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> and so people were just, I don't know, kind of making fun of it because, yeah, it is I a just weird. Think it's, a, it's a weird trend of like all these alternative. Well, um, I feel like it's branding for males. Like, it's yeah, a, it's a weird like. Don't use. The it's like man wipes, thing. but it's like an evolved <laughs> yeah. version. It's like. It's like dirt food <laughs> or like, I don't know, like dirt paste, dirt, yeah. like just get in nature, get in the dirt yeah. and the wood get and the dirty. metal. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Charcoal. Yeah. It's a charcoal. Like <laughs> I, I got this like charcoal, like dead sea, <laughs> like sand, soap. I, and I just bought, it was totally like, I don't know. The marketing got me. Was I was it like, the, oh, uh, oh, yeah. was <laughs> it, um, fuck, what is it? I bought a bar of soap that's kind of like that, dude. It's a it's a brand name. I don't buy, <laughs> I don't buy everyday soap. No, I. I it was I a. It was. I bought what was it? it was some kind of soap. It was the same thing. It was the worst bar of soap I ever bought in my life, dude. The charcoal industry is booming right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't I don't even know how you make charcoal. It's like just burn shit. Probably burned bodies of <laughs> people that can't uh, service our government anymore. <laughs> Maybe we should make like po- uh, podcasters are known for making cringy products. Mm-hmm. Instead of making a terrible t-shirt, let's just like make some kind of charcoal, mm-hmm. like exfoliating kind of supplement. <laughs> yeah. Exfoliating <laughs> supplement. There we go. <laughs> or, uh, uh, wait, yeah. What kind of supplement could we make? We can make, maybe we can make a well, brain the cl- power the, supplement. Yeah. That, that would be, a... that's the classic <laughs> yeah. e- either protein powder yeah, yeah. or, uh, what, what do they, what do they call those brain enhancing supplements? Nootropic. Nootropic. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we'll do. Charcoal nootropic. Dude, is charcoal. there a charcoal nootropic? Probably we could not. totally, <laughs> we could, you know, totally... I hear charcoal is good for your eyesight too. Uh, well, there you go. I mean, also charcoal can uh, decrease heart disease by two percent. <laughs> I'm just making all and, that it, up. and it fights. This is how easy it is. Yeah, it fights erectile dysfunction too. Oh, so. nice. Yeah, I've yeah, been hearing a lot about out that. Those blood veins. Yeah, get them um, cleared out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're a marketer or a yeah, hit us up. Up. yeah, 
See, that's 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 my problem. I just I can't do the marketing, you know. I'm just the ideas guy. Yeah. Yeah, we're just ideas people <laughs> over here at Won't Become Boring. <laughs> yeah. Um but anyway, I was uh, I was actually thinking of fun speaking of ideas, a fun topic to talk about a little bit today would be all of our past failed projects. Mm. Or maybe not all, because I can't. Well, think yeah, of all, all of them, but I, maybe we can revisit it. We can too. we can touch on like, the greatest hits at yeah. least. Yeah, in the future, I would like to bring it up too. That could be another segment that we do. Yeah, Just like oh yeah, and the failed ideas we forgot. Well, <laughs> you know, we I realized we've totally forgot to talk about this last week with Vinny, is the first podcast, mm. which I mean, you know, oh what, yeah, what's a failure? Yeah. <laughs> Who's to say? But if you quit, you know that yeah. was more of like. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. definitely quit. I think before ten episodes. Yeah, I think maybe it was right at ten. I don't know. I can't remember. It was a pretty. Uh, I w- I was like not officially on the podcast, mm-hmm. but I was on a few episodes and would like hang out while while you recorded it. Mm-hmm. But it was a pretty inefficient process compared Mm -hmm. to what you and I do now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then it was very much just trying to think just to even like, I mean, I think we all had our own mics. I think audio, audio wise, it was, wasn't the worst. I've heard some pretty bad ones before, but like, yeah, I mean, as far as, uh, systematically, yeah, for sure. It's pretty just kind of thrown together. Yeah, but we we're all pretty young. We were pretty young, like twenty three. Well, no, no, no. That was this was way longer like ago. 20, 21. Yeah, yeah. twenty and twenty one. Loud yeah. City podcast. Yeah, and we would just talk about bands that were more on the local side. It didn't matter. Yeah, if or it was underground Oklahoma. bands and like other states that we liked. Yeah, other local bands from other states and. I mean that was fun. It would it would it would be cool to do something similar in the future, maybe, or maybe even a segment on here. I don't know. Like, I've been thinking about other podcast ideas for the future. Um, I know you have two, at least like one or two. But yeah, but it's like to start a podcast is such like you and me started this podcast out of the desire to. Ju- well, we knew for sure that we wanted to link up and just keep on iterating on mm-hmm. this idea and growing and, and building. But then when you get into stuff that's more specific, like music, like that's, that's a pretty specific mm-hmm. uh, area. And when I think about like, okay, start a podcast, like, which I guess people do make podcasts. They're just like only 10 episodes and that's it. Yeah. It, that's the whole series. But for me, I just think like, uh, could I continuously do this? Not really, and like you and me here, we're we're talking about whatever we really want to, and so mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I could continuously get together with my friend and, and talk to people and talk about mm-hmm. ideas we think are interesting. So it's like a different proposition. But then once you get more specific mm-hmm. than that, it's like, wow, you really have to be mega into that thing. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, yeah, which. I mean, I would even argue, though, sometimes, I mean, a lot of podcasts are just the old podcasts, like way back in the day before it was more so like an avenue for uh, actors and comedians and like people to basically have grow their fan base or whatever. Before it was that, when it was literally just people talking, a lot of them would be about just one single thing or one single 
event or like a lot of them are well, about yeah that like that, that was like the only way you'd get listeners because like you were on this new obscure medium mm. so you had to be putting out a type of content or mm. just a format a long form which I'm that cool. someone couldn't find anywhere of, else yeah I listened to a lot of those I would be I, I don't know I I would I know what you're saying though yeah you would have to be really into the local underground like scene um but I mean lucky enough there's I don't think you'll ever run out of content because there's yeah. always a new local band in a state or not even in the US that is putting out, you know, on Bandcamp like a two or three song demo that absolutely rips. Um Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. But I mean it was that was definitely an idea that I guess you could say it it failed ultimately. But yeah. But we had it, it planted uh, quite this. a few. It, we had a, quite a few listeners like that. I didn't think would actually happen, and met yeah. a few people because of it. Um, like made a couple connections uh, with friends and yeah. or new friends, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it opened up like a few random opportunities. Like, can yeah. think of one person like Andrew, mm-hmm. who specifically said, like, came up to us mm-hmm. before we knew him and was like, "Hey, I know you from the podcast." Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't know. You never, you never know what kind of opportunities you can open yourself up to if you simply just, uh, you know, talk openly and like try and put out good vibes and say what you're thinking mm-hmm. and, and share. No man, um, I'd rather just scroll on my phone and critique it. Yeah, just want to <laughs> judge in my own head. But uh, well, uh, yeah, are there other failed ideas that? I'm I'm still trying to write. I know I have plenty. I'm just trying to figure out like what how I want to put them in order. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, have more just, than plenty. <laughs> just you know, as as they come up, I'm trying to think of what else we've done together that has. Oh failed. yeah, yeah. Um, somehow our band hasn't failed, so that's. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess it depends on how you define it, failure. Yeah, though. <laughs> I guess this all really depends on yeah. your yeah, yeah your. Uh, how you define failure but yeah. i mean in my definition it's not dead though yeah no so. i mean my definition i don't think it's failed but yeah maybe in some ways we have of course no no one has and not failed in some ways no like, we get to decide that that's true and i say no <laughs> but i mean we i mean we all still love doing it so that in itself i think is the amount of love can change but it's still there like yeah. i think that really is important when you're defining something like with if if it's failed or not you know yeah yeah and it's and how do you even define project either that's mm-hmm. like also that's not even a very good descriptor but because sometimes you're like this is a project i guess for you and me but it's something that we're doing out of uh for its own sake but mm-hmm. there's other projects that you might do because you want to get better at something or mm. you want to prove something or, or develop tr- a new habit or develop a new skill. Yeah. And like those, those are the places where there are infinite failures awaiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, something, something I was thinking about and writing about a little the other day, I want to write more about it is like the concept of, of iterations. Like I, I never knew that word or understood that concept before, but just the idea that you, that something 
is not just the one instance of it. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, being a musician is just, it's not just the one instance of whatever instrument or band or context point in time that you are. Like, you are iterating on it. You you try one instance, you take lessons from that, you start a new one, you take lessons from that, you start a new one. And like, for me, especially the last three to five years, like, I've realized the richest projects and things they come in iterations and sometimes they reemerge in such different forms Mm -hmm. you know like this podcast doesn't necessarily come out of our old podcast but it comes out of this strange culmination of just things that we've tried and ideas that we've had over the years that come out and then we're going to try it and then this will become whatever it does and maybe it'll reemerge as a new idea later Mm -hmm. I don't know, getting kind of woo-woo, but, (laughs) you know, just like the concept that like, hey, it's okay. It's not failure. This is natural. This is what it means to make stuff. You make it in layers and iterations. You you build a prototype, then you build a better prototype. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think ultimately failure is... If you're not comfortable with failing, then you're not going to get anywhere too, in my opinion. And I mean, in a, a lot of other people's opinion too. I mean, failing can make you way stronger than always succeeding and always being like the you know i don't think anyone can always succeed and if you think you are always succeeding then you might be just telling yourself that yeah (laughs) type of thing and that can become a detriment too but yeah i mean if you can turn failing into a tool you be you suddenly become unstoppable in my opinion because it's like you can just I don't know. Unless you're like consecutively failing every single thing, meaning like you fail going to work that day, you fail filling your car up with gas, yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you fail at uh I don't know, you're you're sinking $1500 into hobbies and then you're completely failing like every week. Well, that, there's that's just, different. There's <laughs> just like yeah, there's but, whole, there's reality that you just have to yeah. be able to basically navigate. If you're walking into the wall mm-hmm. all the time, you know, there's like a basic level of navigation, but but I mean, even then you can learn from that. I mean, sometimes people don't have control over that. Life is chaotic. I mean, the yeah, world... Or you can lose control. Yeah, the world doesn't wait up. So, I mean, you could develop a very strong sense of... It could go either way. You could either dive, develop a strong sense of, I'm just going to keep persevering. Or you can develop a strong sense of, I'm going to give the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, and not to cut and dry it, but I mean, those are the ones that my head goes through. Yeah. And okay. And that actually, so now that going to jump to <laughs> something slightly different, but like that, that reminds me of something. Well, we I've should talk about our projects too. We should. We're going to get right back to okay, it. Okay. Okay. Reminds yeah, me yeah, of yeah. something I've been thinking about recently about different types of control mm. over yourself, but cause you're talking about like, you don't really know what's going to happen. Like you might Mm -hmm. fail, you might succeed, but Mm -hmm. if you aren't afraid to fail or if you are just, um, you have a posture to where you can deal with it if you do fail, Mm -hmm. like that's an advantage. And something I was thinking about is like with control or with power. So like maybe you would say one type of power is you get a lot of money, you get a lot of influence, you get a lot of whatever. That's what people traditionally think. But then another type of power is is that you internally, you deprive yourself of the need mm-hmm. of any of those things. You deprive yourself of the need of success or of mm-hmm. the need of social points. Or, or government. 
<laughs> or government or, what we're talking or about. whatever Offer. it is. I mean, and that's more of maybe like an Eastern mm-hmm. or, you know, type of perspective on, on things like inner control. But I don't know. For me, I look at both of those directions and I'm like, hey, there are things and there are areas in both of those directions I want to explore. Like I want to have more internal freedom. Mm-hmm. I want to also be able to develop like external freedom and earn my time back. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. There's, and, and I think this has to do with, with projects. Cause I mean, we're in a sense with various, with the various things that you do, creative pursuits, like you're trying to manifest yourself in some sense, but you're also trying to, bring something to the world that other people will recognize or appreciate or maybe even value. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's such a strange, I don't know. They don't, they don't prepare you for that in school. Mm -hmm. Like there's not, I feel like the wisdom of, of this topic isn't pervasive in our society Mm -hmm. in ways that other wisdom is. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I'm I'm gonna keep on mm-hmm. trying and failing, uh, yeah, in as many projects as I can. Yeah, and, I mean, and I th- I think doing that is yeah going to give me more internal freedom. Mm-hmm. But you know, get punched in the face too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's happened a few times recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it has happened a whole lot in my life. I mean, I guess an easy one for me is just all the bands that I've been a part of. I don't even know if you would consider some of those failures too. Cause it's like bands kind of come and go music yeah. kind of stays, you know, on the internet as we've seen, or it stays in the form of a disc or vinyl or whatever the fuck. Like, um, but I guess technically those, would those be considered failures? Like bands that broke up, I guess. Yeah. I mean, plenty of, I them. don't know. They're, They're dead. One, there's one called facing giants way back in the day. One called, uh, oh, we were both in one, Ghost Lake. Yeah, at different yeah, times. At different times. <laughs> <laughs> different albums. Yeah. Um, and that band failed, Flannel Mouth. Yeah, Flannel Mouth was a project that Vinny and I did. I th- oh, yeah, we talked about it a little bit on the episode that he was on. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was like a little bit before The Tooth. Um, but that's on Bandcamp. You can find that. On, yeah, that's sick, though. I, I still think it's cool. I, I really want to play one show one day, like just like not even say who's playing and just play those songs and nothing else. Yeah. And just like, don't even say anything. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even want to mention half of the other bands. It's not important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For various reasons, but like, uh, yeah. Um, I was in a band called Poppycock. With Poppycock? Ni- with, yeah. With Nigel Quigley and vaguely. Seth Garvey. For like, <laughs> for like three and a half weeks. <laughs> nice. I'll consider it a failure, <laughs> but you know, no regrets. <laughs> for sure. That's dude. that would that would fall in the category of unmentionable. But I figured I'd okay. mention it. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> but yeah, there's plenty of music projects. I mean. Oh yeah, that's got to be the biggest one in my life. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, music projects. Oh yeah. Too many bands that never happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And especially like people that want to play music. Um, notice I say people that want to play music. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. And that, and that includes people that can and people that do, but yeah. just 
generally like I, I don't know they're how would you say dodgy mm-hmm. so it's just like you can be in these communications where bands almost start or where you're mm-hmm. talking with people like yeah we should totally do something together yo and then they're just super sketchy and Ghost. they dip out ghosting ghosting exactly <laughs> like there's a lot of ghosts yeah that want to play in bands dude starting bands is fucking hard and annoying yeah. it can be to get everyone on at least the same page to show up at the same time is like the start of it. I don't even want to mention all the rest of it. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. We don't have to get into the, it, man. Just the start I of know. it. <laughs> to get everyone like there at the same time is the first part that's like you realize you're like, fuck, we got to figure something out quick or this is never going to work. <laughs> like, yeah. Which which we, I think as a band, we, we, we nipped that in the bud like a long time ago, I think. And we've all been pretty, you know, different eras where we weren't vigilant or some few were not vigilant, but like at least there were at least two of us almost, almost every week for as long as we've been a band. Most of the, primarily most of of the percentage of being a band we've met weekly, maybe bi-weekly sometimes, but yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty consistently once a week Mm -hmm. we've met, um, and just keeping that as the standard. Mm-hmm. So then when you deviate from it, it's like, wow, mm-hmm. should get back to the standard at some point. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's it's good to set those those standards. Like mm-hmm. set that bar there. <clears throat> get that bar there. Yeah, yeah. And and I find that for myself too. Like that's that's super important is like setting standard well, first of all, choosing them mm-hmm. and setting them. Because yeah. a lot of the things we set for ourselves, they just like fall into place mm-hmm. you know like hey i'm i'm gonna drink two tall boy trulies every week at practice yeah. that's something i've been doing <laughs> yeah. the past three weeks so it's like is is that that's really the, the standard. standard that i want to set <laughs> like from now on like hey i'm not saying i'm not gonna do it tomorrow but yeah. i'm just saying i'm thinking about it yeah that was me <laughs> with uh fried chicken sandwiches for a minute i was like wow this is really the standard i don't like myself yeah <laughs> when i had a f- fourth one uh, like literally four days. It literally was the time I had four of them four days in a row from four different places that I finally was like, ah, this is the standard. <laughs> See, living on the chicken sandwich everyday standard. It's like, it sounds nice on the outside. Oh, it's delicious. Oh, it's probably the best. It is the best thing on the outside. I'm going to say this right now. It's the best meal on the outside. <laughs> I, will, I will debate some. We should in a future, maybe we could even debate. That uh, that is the best hey, meal. I'm not. I, I'm not. I don't feel so strongly about it. I don't totally understand what you mean on the outside. I guess what you mean while you're eating it. But oh yeah, everything about it on uh, the outside it's beautiful, and then what it does on the inside, you know, in the chest area well, of a human being. And see, that's, that's what kinda, we that's what we <laughs> underrate all the time. Is we are we're always looking at the outside. We're like, uh, you know, we. We want to. We uh, look at the pickles. We look at the sauce. We look at the crispy. You want to be the cool band on stage, but you don't <laughs> yeah. want to be in the group chat, yeah, trying to get everything figured out or like dealing with practice space right. bullshit or right. anything like that, or just grinding weeks in a row and mm. during a pandemic and there's no shows mm-hmm. and there's you don't know when there's ever going to be shows again, and uh, yeah, I mean if. So you gotta consider you gotta consider things holistically, I guess. Yeah. Is what is what we're really zeroing in on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'll I'll uh, 
bring up a recent project yeah. failure yeah. of of mine, which isn't a total failure, more of just it's marooned, like a marooned ship. ship. Yeah. Um, was an app I was building with a partner with someone that I went to school with named Royer. The app is called Reclaim. And uh, we're just trying to make an app that helps you automatically get your Facebook and your Twitter data mm. back into a desktop app, basically in one click. Uh, and then lets you explore it from the top down. You know, if you have a decades of Facebook history, you could look at every single poke, every login, every message, every comment, mm. every post, every picture. And so, you know, that's, that's what we set out to build and basically worked on it for about two and a half months. There were weeks where we were ecstatic and then weeks that were just absolutely painful mm. and crushing. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, we basically got it like 95% working to where it works in development and in, in our development environment and development mode, but basically doesn't work in production. So like mm -hmm. if we just straight, like if I give you the file to download and you download it like that version of it, it doesn't have the automated mm -hmm. process in it. it. You have to do it manually. So we basically like, we worked on this thing. We kind of, we're living off of our own money and blew our own money. And then, and we also, we were, you know, sending it out to people trying to get, uh, like people interested in it, like people that d invest in apps. Mm. Um, and you know, we had a, we had a working demo and everything like that, but, and then, you know, the two and a half months came to an end. Royer had to dip out. And then I was like, okay, well, I have to start working more and <laughs> I have to focus more on getting hired because that's actually what I was supposed to be doing with my time is yeah. trying to get my first developer job. And basically, uh, huge long story, and I'm skipping over a lot of details, but like, yeah, you know, we picked up that we picked up this idea optimistically. We were mm. like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make this our basic product mm -hmm. and then we're going to pitch it to people and it's unique enough. We think mm -hmm. they're really going to like it and going to help us work on it more. And then we'll carry on from there. Mm -hmm. And instead it was kind of just like, you know, it was a cool prototype and we wasted money. And now <laughs> <laughs> like in hindsight, it wasn't mm -hmm. the brightest thing to do. And you know, it's like, one day I might pick it pick it up again. Mm -hmm. The exact I, I want to. I still want to right now, and work on it and like build it the way, get it to a hundred percent. But it's like maybe not. Maybe it's just an idea that will die and reemerge into something else. But mm -hmm. you never know. You never know what's gonna happen. But I just want to be the type of person that always says yes to those types of things. Mm -hmm. Or like, hell yes. And for me, this was a project that's like, I, I was passionate about it. I want something like that, like this to exist. And so I was like, hell yes. And so, but I knew it was a risk. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. That's just the type of, and I know you have this attitude as well. Mm -hmm. That's just the type of attitude I want to have that like, those projects, those ideas, those things that come along that are really exciting, but maybe don't make sense or are out of your lane, mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, you just, you have to say yes. You have to try it because. For sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, if you don't, someone else will. So Yeah, I mean, and exactly. And like the people that end up figuring out are the ones that tried to anyway. The mm -hmm. ones that just started yeah. doing. Just having a bias towards action. I just really have been appreciating that more and realized in a lot of ways I don't have that naturally. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm kind of lazy and a little bit anxious and like I really care about what people think of me Yeah, and, and I'm scared what people think of me and stuff like that. But there's also a part of me that's, I don't know, like anyone who's creative that just wants to manifest their ideas and... I don't know. That's the part you got to lean into mm -hmm. in some, like even to, to get credit from other people. It's like, you have to ignore other people yeah, and just like lean into what you're into. Mm -hmm. Um, so kind of, kind of a long rant about that one, but that was recent project failure still has a bit of a sting. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> no, yeah. You've been talking about it for a long time and it's been cool to see, um, it develop and hear you talk about it and, yeah, no. I mean, I hope you can pick it back up soon. I think one uh one that I just remembered for me was a Twitch channel. <laughs> oh yeah. I definitely tried my shot at streaming, which I mean, it's kind of like the other bands like situation it wasn't an ultimate failure because I had fun for the most part doing it cuz I mean, it's kind of hard to not have fun playing video games. Yeah. And uh you know, I had a consecutive followers for a little bit, uh, different periods of time. Um, it was hard to do it at the same time of having a full-time job. I feel like if I didn't have a full-time job, I could have dedicated more time and energy to it, but it would be hard to mentally be like, all right, I got to play video games for, or I got to, it wasn't that anyone can play video games for four to five to eight hours after working eight hours. Yeah. I'm, the average American male, well, it's, it's, I would argue does that, but when it, it gets hard to talk to people while you're playing video games for eight hours um, after you've been talking to people for eight hours at work all day, you know, like that's kind of where I was like, I didn't, I don't think I realized the grind that it was really going to take to get to where I yeah. wanted to be while I was working a 40 hour job. Yeah. And it's, it's like that with anything. I mean, I feel like yeah. starting a Twitch channel, I feel like that's literally harder than like learning how to code while having a full-time job. It's In a pretty sense, hard. You got to stay on top of a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, you know, if you learn how to code, it's like, yeah, you got to learn a lot of shit and you got to mm -hmm. put your head to the, you know, every day after work. And, but people do it. Mm -hmm. Lots of people do it, but man, like how many people really come through, come through with a Twitch channel mm -hmm. to where they're actually sustainable. And it seems like a lot from the outside because yeah. there's like always the winner's bias where mm -hmm. we only see the winners, not right. the, just the thousands of losers. But trust me, go to go to your favorite game and then go to the eighth page. Dude, I was on one Twitch of the I was one <laughs> of the probably like the fifteenth pager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I it's think like, the most viewers consecutive viewers I would have would be like five to ten. And that's being pretty liberal. Nice. Like, that's being pretty liberal. Most of the time, it was one or zero. You know, like, majority of the time, and that's what a lot of people don't talk about, is it is that very few view count, and you just keep fucking doing it, and you yeah. keep networking, you keep making clips, you keep making, which I do have 
a shit ton of clips still. My Twitch channel's still up. It's Necrotic Damage, if you're interested at all. Epic. Necrotic DMG. Um, but I've got, like, a bunch of clips of just, I don't know. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but, yeah, I just could not dedicate more time to it. And who knows? Maybe I'll stream again one day, like, if I have the time or the resources because I do love I do love playing video games. I mean, we've both talked about. I mean, right now it's not practical for me because I'm trying to do a lot of projects. But see, I feel like you could. I could almost imagine you being more successful on Twitch, like doing like music production, I've like thought mixing. About it. I've thought about it, but it's still it's still it's <laughs> it's early. I actually had I recently had an idea for. Uh, kind of a Twitch channel that would be like in the just chatting genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was curious. I was like, I wonder, I wonder what uh, the just chatting is like. Like I, I wonder, love the just chatting channel. I wonder what the big, of, there's a lot of good people. There's a lot of people I would watch on that actually. Like, and I okay. kind of miss Twitch as a media source. Cause it was really, there was a lot of shit. There was a lot of crap. There was just yeah. a lot of like dumb ass shit on that on there and there's a lot of policies they have that are pretty fucking stupid too in my opinion but um there's a lot of cool generous amazing people on there and a lot of them in the just chatting channel there's like some guy that would literally do outdoors things like he would fish he would (laughs) be in a canoe he would go camping he would like and there he thousands of people would just be watching him from their room or their phone like being outside and doing and he would that's how that was his job that's and he that's was just so interesting like things like that you know like avenues like that are definitely cool i'm sure that there's coders in the just chatting yeah there's, yeah, there's djs there's music producers there's exactly and like it's, it's it. getting more and more specific how you can kind of fit into a niche mm-hmm. and like you know maybe like maybe you would find the learning music production or junior music Mm -hmm. producer kind of niche, Mm -hmm. you know, where you'd be learning along with the audience versus, versus I'm sure there's many experts on. Right. And like with coding and stuff like that, like there's lots of expert coders Mm -hmm. on and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. are you the person who is going to be learning? Yeah. And like my, my idea for the Twitch channel was actually when I was working on the app, because I was working on it for the first half of my day every day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I wonder if this would be, interesting for people to watch because I'm like doing multi-varied things you know I'm, I'm trying to come up with designs mm-hmm. and 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 look up stuff and look up like talk to people and I don't know like I just wonder like would there be an audience for it? and I was kind of just I, I didn't it wasn't that I actually wanted to do it I was more just like exploring the idea like how many people are curious about this like mm-hmm. what would a channel like this look like um you, what would I be interested to see? Mm-hmm. But I mean, <laughs> going to the just chatting when I when I clicked on it, kind of everything I saw was just uh, was I don't know. It looked like it was the early days. That's all I'll say. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> like it was kind of just the lowest brow kind of content yeah. was there. Yeah, um, there is a lot of that on Twitch for sure. Uh, there's a lot of idiots on there. Um, but I lost my train of thought. Good thing I'm better at editing. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I mean, but this this uh, similar to one of my failed projects uh, was my YouTube channel, um, which when I first started at Lambda School, 
which is why I basically l- learn most of most of how to code. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Lambda School is remote, so it's like all over Zoom, um, fully remote school. And I was thinking, like, as I was starting Lambda School, I, I knew I was like, okay, I'm going to be learning, but I'm also going to be, I need to start, like, getting ready to, like, get hired and, like, I don't know, connect with people and build up a network or whatever, stand out. Mm-hmm. And so I was already trying to think, like, how am I going to stand out? And so I thought, you know, like, what if I make a YouTube channel to, like, document my journey, like, through Lambda School, and I'll, like, share, like, what I'm learning mm-hmm. along the way and stuff like that. And 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 I start, started off by recording a few videos, like, sharing, like, how I got into Lambda School and explaining what it was and uh, some of what I was learning and, like, because they had a pre-course, like, what you learn in the pre-course and what you should prepare for. And basically, I made like five videos, I think, and I I didn't release any of them yet. Mm. And just the Did damn you some private on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. And, and this was probably like three to four weeks. And I had I had done like I was doing research. I was like I bought a few mics. I was learning this video editing software. And at one point, like four to five weeks in, I was like. I don't like doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Like I like the idea of doing this, but the actual grind that this is, I'm not, I'm not really the type of person right now that, that would, that would actually do this. And it was just one of those things. I was like, "Ah, okay. And I just knew in a moment, in a flash, I knew that like these four to five hours of work I put in every day for like a month was just like, Oh, this isn't. I should stop. Mm. And it, I, I don't know. Like, in in some sense, it was like, it was kind of disappointing. But it was also like, wow, I'm glad that I'm at the point to where I can let go of something so fast. Like, mm-hmm. I went hard. I tried it as hard as I could. I like, I came up with a bunch of ideas and believed in it. Mm-hmm. And then right at the point that I knew, like, I don't actually want to do this for its own sake. Yeah. I kind of realized, okay, I should, I should spend my time on other things. And I, and I put it down and I don't know, like there's, it's like, it takes courage to like do it. And then humility Mm -hmm. to know when to stop. And it's like, there's a balance of both, but that was one of those scenarios where I felt like it was a good balance. Like, I'm glad I tried it. I actually learned about video editing. I learned a ton about the YouTube algorithm Mm -hmm. and, all sorts of stuff about thumbnails and mm-hmm. I don't know, just learn more about media it's a and, and content creation. For sure. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. this, this isn't my rabbit hole. You yeah. Know? It is quite luckily it. mine. <laughs> more yeah. editing. Like I'm still trying to figure out algorithms and all that, but like editing, I do like editing. It's kind of, I like kind of going back to that thing I was telling you before we recording, like how my brain functions is just very sporadic sometimes. Like yeah. I, and I love catching it in that moment when I'm very sporadic like that, I'm like, all right, I need to edit. Like I need to edit something right now because then it helps my brain kind of like, okay, I need to fix this. I need to fix that. I need to move this here. I need to delete that. I need to yeah, add this Yeah, it puts here. you in an environment where you can kind of like nitpick, be messy in Nit- a sense, but yeah. it's like in a box yeah. to where you're being productive. Yeah, and I can control it as well. Like I can, I have a sense of control, like, and it's not controlling anything, anyone besides this, the work that I'm working on <laughs> yeah, being productive with it. Like that's kind of how you try and fuel those things that, 
society loves telling you is a detriment uh, is really like sometimes the strongest thing that is a part of you, you know, in my, at least how I view it. Um, yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, these like traits that are negative that are, that can are often considered negative. If you're actually doing something you'd love, you can see them manifest themselves mm-hmm. as being positive. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that like the classic example is just like creative, lazy, sporadic people who find activities where they get into the zone and get into a place where they're focusing four to five hours and, and, and become hyper productive. Like mm-hmm. that's where you see like, okay, there's, there's a dynamic here. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are more middle of the pale. They, they kind of average focus. They, I, I don't know. I don't know. But like for me, it's, it's just more, there are certain things that I will be like a sixth grader mm-hmm. and there's other things where I don't know. I might surprise you at how high level I can focus or be productive on it. Yeah. And I don't know. That's interesting. And like, I almost didn't discover that within myself, I think. And I see a lot of, I think there's a lot of latent potential mm-hmm. in people that, that looks like that, that looks like a negative trait, but really it could be something positive, truly positive or wonderful that they haven't yet discovered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I showed Jana Grandma's cottage yeah. last night. Cozy synth. Cozy synth. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And the, I was the the uh, the the enemy of dungeon synth. <laughs> the enemy of dungeon synth. Because well, you and Vinny showed me last week. I guess we didn't we didn't talk about it on the podcast. At oh all, yeah, I did show you last. That's you you yeah. showed me last week and. I don't know. I was trying to describe it to her. I was, I was trying to say like, okay, somehow like dungeon synth, like, you know, it's, it's trying to be grim. Mm. It's like you're in the dungeon. Yeah. And then somehow like, somehow it made sense for someone. It's also grim to, to be in that world, but to be back at the cottage mm-hmm. to like, you're not in the dungeon anymore. Everything's fine. You got yeah. the treasure. Yeah. You're back at grandma's cottage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're in times of peace. You're painting eggs. You're but eating it's, cookies. <laughs> it's still in su- it's not like it's it's not a clarity that makes it sound like a different genre. Like mm-hmm. it sounds like the same genre, but it's absolutely a different mood. Yeah. And it's there's no minor notes. It's mm-hmm. all a beat. And I don't know, there's something creepy about it, even though yeah. it's completely pretty yeah. and nice, and the yeah. songs are named like Snickerdoodle, <laughs> yeah. or like... <laughs> painting eggs. Painting eggs. <laughs> and yeah, I, definitely, Google, yeah, look this up. Cozy Scent, Grandma's Cottage. You won't be, you won't be disappointed, and you might, you might find your new favorite band or artist or whatever. <laughs> yeah. They've got a cool shirt, too, on Bandcamp. It's like a... Uh, I, I forgot. It's a long sleeve beige um, with like flowers on it. Very floral, very grandma looking long sleeve shirt. It's pretty cool. It's amazing. I mean, it's amazing that someone's really out there making. Don't even get me started on Dino Synth. Have, you, have I shown you Dino Synth? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll show you later. I'll show you in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dino Synth is, is the shit. Okay. I'll show you in a little I'll, bit. I'll have to take your word for it then. 
But I mean, well, and you were talking about, uh, you know, dungeon synth. This kind of like crosses over with the whole D and D. I don't know world and like reemergence mm-hmm. of that. And like you were just talking about, um, like the early art. Oh yeah, just a little bit earlier. Like nothing compares, in my opinion. Like yeah, D and D art back in the day is so like the eighties and nineties. Yeah, vibrant and. I think before that it was like black and white, but even those black and white pictures, if you go back and look at like the seventies books, like artwork, it was pretty sick. I feel like that's a lost art. It's kind of the same with cartoons in my opinion, like that falls in the same vein. Like a lot of the hand drawn stuff is going away and I really miss that because it takes away a lot of character in my opinion. Yeah. There's something about just the, the way that the eighties and nineties just like, almost cartoony-ish Dungeons mm. and Dragons, like epic art, or you're talking about like old cartoons. It makes it, it it makes it more fictional. It makes it more fantasy, in my opinion. And it makes it more believable then, because it's like, oh, this isn't like anything I experience on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, and but something that's comparable to that, I think that was a trend in music, was like, uh, like, shoot oh we're gonna shoot our music video on vhs or mm-hmm. something like that like the return to vhs like it it was like it, it's a it's a certain type of vibe even though it's a lower quality it's mm-hmm. just communicating something that's so subtle you can't really put it into words but you can tell when it's there mm-hmm. versus like if you just have some digitally rendered perfectly clear version of it that's created in modern times mm-hmm. there's just like plastic and sugary yeah. and candy and i don't know is it there, there's something like that missing but i mean something something to do with like grandma's cottage and like all of this like when me and jana were talking about it last night it was just having me think about like we use this word vibe a lot like <laughs> young people yeah and maybe vibe isn't even the right word to capture it but I think the internet is like because we communicate and over communicate on the internet, we're like zeroing in on more and more specific, very particular types of feelings mm-hmm. or human experiences. And you see this another thing is like like lo-fi hip hop study beats YouTube or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Like if you go down that rabbit hole, you'll see like Oh, Tokyo rainy day (laughs) coffee shop. Like I don't like there's all of these extra like like rain in the background, Mm. different places. Like there's very specific things that people try and communicate because they're trying to evoke an emotion or a human experience that's that's particular and that Mm -hmm. isn't something else. Mm -hmm. And like nineties D and D art with grandma's cottage playing in the background, like that is a very, very particular type of vibe. Oh, yeah. Or, or you know, 90s video games. Mm-hmm. And this goes right into, you know, like just playing like a 16-bit like Super Nintendo game and the and the music. It's just like something about it. It's, it's particular and it's nostalgic and there's human experience in there. And, and I don't know. I think like these vibes, you know, that all the kids are talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's really something to it and that, yeah, we're zeroing in more specifically on these these parts of our human experience that are meaningful to us and that we communicate and we can relate to it over it more like oh you know when it's cloudy and you step on a crunchy leaf and you're listening to, i don't know whatever right, like right. the really just like the things that 
people say on the internet and you're like, wow, that's like so mm-hmm. extra, but uh, I don't know. I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, that opens up a whole new vault of topic of conversation though, of like modern music and like oh, this, yeah. the, the sexual like shit that's going on and like, which I mean, there's, there's plenty of arguments for it and against it, but like, wait, what do you mean? Just, I mean, you look at modern mainstream music and like what it entails and it's like, what kind of, are they even trying to invoke an emotion or are they like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's Uh, like, where does modern popular music play in that too? I feel like, uh, yeah, no, I mean, many people, it, it means different things. Yeah. There's no right or wrong, like feeling on it. You, I wonder, I think about it or I like to sometimes think about it like in a historical perspective, like a mm-hmm. hundred years from now, if hopefully, ho- hopefully to God, we're smarter and <laughs> have our shit together more. And we look back on this period, like what are we going to, you know, think of the art? Like mm-hmm. what is it going to express? And when I put on that frame, it makes me think that like, well, we're just like the modern pop art and music. What I see is just, raw desires Mm -hmm. being expressed like really like sexual and like power desire you know wealth desires and and gluttony and uh, vanity and like really all these things uh, how the people who are consuming it like where their lives are right now (laughs) hey you know we love that stuff we're humans we want to watch the jersey shore and like (laughs) fucking drink Icy gulps and like, I I don't know like <laughs> yeah. you know like yeah. there's some I'm not judging like I that yeah no yeah, yeah yeah that is instilled in me in a way as well but I'm also like looking outside of it it's kind of like yeah this is a you know a candy coated like mm-hmm. I don't know candy just pure reality. desire like yeah. being expressed mm-hmm. and like yeah how and many now things we have can the, I shove in my face to ignore the fact that I'm dying <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, and like the we can, um, what am I trying to say? Like you can evoke these things like more with like the technology and media, like Lil Nas giving mm-hmm. Satan a lap dance. Like you can mm-hmm. you can really uh, turn things up and make it more intense. And the music and the way that the music just like pounds, mm-hmm. and we can manipulate sound to such a precise degree mm-hmm. to make the voice voices perfect and have a thousand layers and whatever so you know it's like you we can really make it intense like we're really turning Mm -hmm. turning it up and what are we turning it up turning up is like yeah just those oldest things that we desire Mm -hmm. and i don't know that's that's kind of what i say and when i think about it that way it honestly makes me feel less judgmental Mm -hmm. it's kind of just like hey i I understand Mm -hmm. i i feel yeah. Late, I love turning up. I, I love turning up, but you know, I'm just gonna like listen to Grandma's Cottage instead. Yeah. I'm gonna listen to Grandma's t- Cottage and turn up and paint some eggs. Yeah, turn up. <laughs> but yeah, vibes, vibes. I wonder what kind turn of vibe. Up. See, okay, how do we create a vibe for our podcast? Because hmm. you know, I want the vibe to be like the most chill. Vibe of vibes. I don't, know. I don't know what I was about to say. Something cringy. I don't know. Just like chill just like and just chill. Uh, and you know, uh, we talk. And you know, well, here's here's what I'm really trying to say. I just want it to be uh, particular. Mm-hmm. Um, 
to where yeah we're we're irreplaceable because mm-hmm. that's just good it's good strategy you know <laughs> for making money <laughs> <laughs> no but really i mean you know that if you want to make something valuable it kind of has to be yeah. unique i guess yeah, in some yeah. kind of way mm-hmm. so ho- hopefully we're doing that maybe we listen to our y'all. mothers too much and we think we're too unique our mothers <laughs> my mom doesn't <laughs> yeah. t- you know what's funny my my damn wife's mom Tells I don't know you I you're more damn. unique than your mom. Well, you know, I haven't. I, as far as I can tell, I haven't done anything to warrant my wife's family being impressed with me. Mm. But they're just so damn impressed with me for no reason. They just think <laughs> I'm like so smart and for everything. And I, I was like, my mom will never think as highly <laughs> of me as you do. That's good though. She's seen. That's good in a way. Too much. Yeah. No. I, it's it's great. I'm glad I don't have to yeah. worry about. The in-laws, you know? Yeah. It's a man's death right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I mean, it's, it's kind of good that your mom minions. is pushing you to be, or like, doesn't, you know, is always, like, not telling you that you're so smart and all that. Oh, well, yeah. That, that can be a good thing. Yeah, I think I needed it when I was flunking school, mm-hmm. but, you know, she, was, she, she wasn't lying to me, so <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't smart, so, and, uh, but yeah, vibes. The kids are just the Zoomers are discovering the vibes. Mm-hmm. Are they and called Zoomers because they they are Generation Z? Uh, I thought it was because they they were, they were kids when Zoom came out. That's how much <laughs> of a fuck I am. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I yeah. <laughs> I had I to know. use Zoom the other day for the first time in my life for a work meeting, and really, you used yeah. it for the first time. Yeah, that's crazy. I yeah. use Zoom every day. I don't know. I don't know. Like. I don't, I'm not too conspiratorial about it. I just like have never really had a need for it. Zoom opens like I never used Skype before. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess so. My whole entire school was on Zoom, mm-hmm. so that's one reason I was on it a lot. But I don't know. It just opens up a whole new world. Like you can literally send someone a, a URL, like a link, and they can click on it, and you can be in a one-on-one meeting. Mm-hmm. So like I'm just. I'm talking and I'm trying to I'm trying to curate a few podcast guests as well but I've been having more and more like kind of conversations with people I'm meeting on the internet. Mm-hmm. I was talking to one of my friends last night named Luke who comes from Australia and lives in Utah or works at a tech company. And I don't know it's just like I'm it's like people that are just curious and open and are like, I don't know, trying to meet interesting people. Like what type of people are just trying to like chat to random Mm -hmm. people that seem interesting or are into similar things. And like, you know, some of the people I talk to, I meet because we're both developers or whatever, trying to get our first job or we're both into Bitcoin or Mm -hmm. we're maybe just like they're into a particular type of art or like metal or something like that. And you just reach out and I don't know, like, I've just had cool spontaneous interactions like that lately and and like Zoom Zoom makes a type of communication possible that wasn't before mm-hmm. where like if you're talking to someone else that you know uses Zoom you know how easy it is it's like oh yeah we can just drop a link at any time and like talk for 5 minutes yeah and I don't know like it's that's really exciting for me like I, but I'm I'm just getting more into it now Mm-hmm. Sorry, I went off on a rant there. No, you're good. But yeah, hopefully we'll uh, 
we'll be we're like with our podcast guests we're like moving slowly like from our circle mm-hmm. from our yeah, inner circle moving, like moving out yeah. and then mm-hmm. i don't know at least me i'm i'm trying to talk to people and have at least people that i've interacted with that i could reach out to right you know just be like hey we have you know we're not a big podcast but we have a decent number of episodes under our belt so we're mm-hmm. serious and i don't know like that's and we do we 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 have quite a few uh I guess listeners. I mean, I get what would you call them? Followers, listeners, whatever. And we appreciate. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we're to it too, we're, you know I mean? we're over. Well, I'm not going to give exact numbers. No, I mean we're <laughs> we're over like uh, 200 listens in the last month. I think that's awesome. That's cool. So we really or, appreciate or downloads. Everyone downloading it, checking it out. Even if yeah. you listen for like. 30 minutes or some shit like it's, yeah. that's really we don't cool. have a we don't have that many subscribers though so <laughs> you know that would be cool but no yeah th- thanks for listening but you know it, it'll like i don't know we're i'm not really like watching the numbers yeah yeah obsessing about them or anything that's not like, why we started doing this. if people really like it they'll subscribe yeah like, that's what i think because yeah. i do the same thing so i don't know i almost don't want to ask for it too much right yeah no i mean it's not necessary for us to keep doing this. So I'm excited for shows to start coming back and people to start being out and about because that's kind of how I want to start finding guests as yeah, well. Yeah, like definitely. Meeting people just through that way <laughs> and, you know, mentioning like, hey, you know, meeting someone who you resonate with or they're interesting like right off the bat, then it's like a cool thing to have in your back pocket of like, hey, I've got this podcast if you'd be interested, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to do that once that starts happening. Yeah. And see, I, I want to get, like, I'm trying to get guests that know, uh, about something specific. Like they Mm -hmm. have specific knowledge in an area because I have, or I feel like both of us have such like general bullshit knowledge Mm -hmm. that it's all, it's irresponsible to talk about a lot of topics. If it's just two of us, (laughs) I mean, not irresponsible. We can do whatever we want, but you know, it's just like, it's a, I think it's the perfect dynamic if we have someone that really know, like Landon with psychology, mm-hmm. someone that really knows what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then we can kind of just like have our general knowledge that yeah. works around that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a good dynamic, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, t- I'm talking to a handful of people and, uh, yes, it's been fun though. You want to call it? Sure. Yeah. Thank you again for listening, y'all. We'll see you next week. Later.